Hello, welcome to Better Than Yesterday. It's Friday. Uh, it's the 13th of March, 2020. And um, I make this show with a few people, uh, Andy Ma, my audio producer, and Rachel Barrett, my show producer, and I need to pay them. So depending where you listen and how you listen, you're either about to hear a little ad for some stuff or you're going to hear a theme song. So let's see what happens. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Better Than Yesterday. I'm Moshe Ginsberg. Thank you so much for being here. This podcast is just a weekly conversation hoping to help you make today a little bit better than yesterday. Something that you hear, I guarantee, today uh, and in every show, something you hear will make you go, oh yeah, and you know, tweak a little something about how you do things and then today you'll go to bed tonight and go, yeah, it was better than it was. And that's really it. That's all I'm here to do. Mondays, I have a conversation with a guest. Fridays, I have a conversation with you. And that's it. If this is your first ever show and you're listening to this, hello, my name's Osha Ginsberg. I'm a TV guy and a book writing guy and a family guy from Sydney, Australia. I uh, count roses on television sometimes. I, I officiate singing contests between, you know, <laughs> big characters on, a, on the TV show. And uh, I do this podcast every Monday and Friday, I have done since 2013. And um, yeah, we're here if you need us. Thank you very much to everyone that reached out about the Gladys Berejiklian conversation. It was a very interesting conversation, and I think it did the thing that I wanted it to do, which was show that you could have a chat with someone who's really on the other side of the political spectrum to you and that you're able to try to find some common ground there, you know, respecting their points of view around certain things they believe in uh, quite intensely and then just trying to find something that you can both relate to and I hope that you can show the other person's a human and a human who's able to hopefully move around and, and find some sort of compromise and um yeah judging by the emails and the tweets and things like that that, that that's 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 kind of what happened so I'm, I'm grateful for that I really am and it was a it was a, it was a cracking cracking episode so 
Thanks heaps. I hope you're doing okay. Are you all right? Like I was at my psychiatrist the other day and like any psychiatrist's office, they always have hand sanitizer around because hand washing is a, is a manifestation of anxiety. And, oh man, I am lucky that I don't have a germ thing. As if you had a germ thing right now, life would be pretty tough. I hope you're doing all right. I hope you're doing the right thing. I hope you're just washing the shit out of your hands when you have to, just being sensible and taking care of yourself and each other and the people around you and just doing the right thing. As uh, one of my brothers told me, you know, we're not going to stop this, um, but we can, as much as we can, slow it down as much as possible so that the people who really, really need that peak healthcare facilities are able to access them and we're not clogging the system up and that we're just trying to slow it down and that we're going to be okay. We just think of we, not me, and we'll be all right. Thanks to the folks that did email through. Always great to get your emails. Deb wrote in from Ballarat. On my way from Ballarat to Melbourne to have lunch with my son. I moved to Ballarat a few months ago, loving it. Bit of a little rain of late, so the view's lovely and green. And and thanks very much. I love to see where you're listening. There's a beautiful picture of an open green field, and that's lovely that you're listening, Deb. And this other one came in. I won't say the fella's name, but it's a great picture. Hey, I sure in early 2019, I sent you this picture. It's a chap. he's, He's working in the mines out in the big red dirt out in Australia, digging things up. Uh, He gave me a shout out, made my month. Thanks to your openness about mental health. I'm not only getting help for my issues, but I openly talk about it with others. These following pictures are part of me improving my mental health as I fly to my current job where I control an autonomous mine site, much like an air traffic controller, but for mining equipment, a job that uses all of my anxiety and mania in a positive way. Hey man, thank you so much for writing and I'm grateful that you've taken some responsibility there and and found something that you can do and and you're taking control of what you can and, and getting amongst it. And finally, a picture came in from Tanya listening to the episode about surviving the great toilet paper crisis. Hopping back in the car after finally finding a pack of toilet paper. Just one thanks. Other people also use toilet paper. Tanya, you're the best. We, not me. Because without we, there is no me. We, not me. That's where you are. Thanks heaps for getting in touch. I really do appreciate it. And also thanks to everyone that uh, left a review on the iTunes store. That really helps. Really, really helps us here at the show. It's, it's a great way for you to help the show is to rate and review and recommend this podcast to other people that... That's really the best. That's really, really the best. So what am I going to say to you? It's Friday the 13th. And this is a special day for me. Because on this day 10 years ago, I was in New York City. And this day 10 years ago was the last day that I ever drank alcohol. And 10 years of not drinking, 10 years of sobriety is, it seems like a, a long time, <laughs> a really long time. But yeah, I remember this day, I remember the day of, I had been trying to stop drinking. If you've read my book or been to any of my live shows, you'll, you'll, you'll know this part, but if you haven't, I had been, like any good alcoholic, I had been trying to stop drinking on my own over the past weeks and months, but it just it didn't work. I would get a couple of days up and then start drinking again or get a couple of weeks up and then start drinking again. I think that year, 2009, the last, just when it was getting bad, 2009, well, it was getting bad for years, but when it was starting to get really bad, the last season of Idol I did by myself and I kind of made a promise that I would, 
I would not drink when the show was on air. I think I made about three weeks in and then I was just like a duck to water, you know. But I've been trying to stop it just, you know, but nothing, just nothing would stick. And anyone that's had a problem with drinking or a problem with alcohol and has tried to stop will know what I'm talking about. You do your best. You you think, you know what, every time I, I drink, something bad happens and I should try and stop drinking and you try and stop and then you do all right for a little while, but then you go, oh, I'll just, just won't be fine. And then before you know it, something bad happens again. Um, I think this is Andy Ma texting me right now asking where the chicken is. <laughs> I'm going to type this and Andy, you're going to leave it in. Andy, I am, actually I'll, I'll text it to Siri and Siri will say it back in an Irish accent. Hey Siri, text Andy Ma. I'm actually recording it right now. Give me one second and it'll be up in a moment. Your message to Andy Mara says I'm actually recording it right now. Give me one second and it will be up in a moment. Ready to send it? Yes. <laughs> okay, it's sent. There you go, Andy, leave that in. <laughs> so yeah, I've been trying. I've been trying really hard. And you might relate because I would start by opening the first beer and then no matter what I tried, no matter how many different ways I would try to behave, oh, you know what? Last time I got into trouble when I finished the night with tequila, I'll start with tequila this time. That'll work out. No, no matter how many different ways I tried to behave, no matter how many different things I tried to do, the same thing started to happen every single time. It would be inevitable but that by the time the night was over, something would be broken, someone will be angry at me and I won't remember a thing that had happened. And my final night of drinking, which was in New York City, it was really no smaller or bigger than any of the other nights that I've been blowing the doors off over the past weeks or months or let's be honest, years. People had told me that I should really look at how much I was drinking from about the age of 22, 23. That's when it started to get really fucking bad. I remember I remember an ex of mine stroking chunks of vomit out of my long, my long hair used to come down on my waist and stroking chunks of vomit out of my face and out of my hair going, are you really sure you want to be doing this to yourself all the time? I don't have a problem, I'm fine. <laughs> it was just another night of me doing the same thing I'd been doing, you know, just another night of me being a boorish, belligerent drunk, just vomiting on myself, frightening people I'm with, being inappropriate to strangers, humiliating people that care about me. And it was pretty clear that I was trapped in a, in a pattern of behaviour that was on an ever-decreasing spiral at an ever-increasing velocity. I believe it was the Chinese philosopher Lao Tzu who said, um, be very careful of the direction you are heading. You may just end up there. And it was pretty clear. There really was only one way that this was going to end. But the difference between waking up tomorrow 10 years ago and every other time was that this time I really, really couldn't do it one more time. I just couldn't do it one more time. I realised that alcohol wasn't my problem. Alcohol had been my solution but unfortunately for me, the amount of alcohol that I needed to drink so I would feel safe, so I would feel accepted or even feel normal, 
it was just impossible to maintain. It's one of those drugs that you just need higher and higher dosages of to get an effect. And the amount that I needed to get what I was needing out of it was just, no, I had to stop. So I, I called a friend. I called a friend that I knew was sober. And I said, mate, I need help. You're sober. Can you help me? And um, I knew he went to meetings of people who help each other stay sober. And I said, can you take me to one of your meetings? And he did. I made the choice to not drink on that day, the 14th of March, 2010. And that's the same choice that I've made every day since. Along the way, I, I found an incredible mentor, a guy by the name of David, American lad, incredible guy, who guided me along the path of staying sober and is the person that I call when I go, hey man, I'm, fuck, I'm getting a divorce. How do I not plaster myself? What do I do? And he talked me through all that and helped me stay sober through all that shit. Guides me through my journey of recovery. He helps me dig deep and really search for the reasons of why I drank the way I drank. Because ultimately, when you're drinking like that, you're not drinking because you enjoy the taste of it. You're drinking because you're trying to blot something out. You're trying to stop something from hurting you emotionally. You are trying to anesthetize. You're trying to hide. You're trying to escape. You're trying to avoid. And that is for sure what I was doing. But when you stop drinking, you've got to face all that stuff that you've been avoiding all that time. And that's where David helped. It helps me every day, actually. So yeah, those things that I used to drink at, they're still around. But these days I am far, far, far better at dealing with them and I have many more strategies and ways of coping and ways of dealing with things that annoy me and things from the past that make me say and do things that I go, oh, that's that thing, shit. Okay, go and try and make it better. And um, he guides me through my journey of recovery and he helps me dig deep and search for the reasons why I drank why I did. He really does. But... Every day I learn how to deal with those things better and better, better and better. But I'm a work in progress, not perfection. I still make mistakes. I'm still a selfish bastard. I, I still do the wrong thing by the people that love me, but I try not to be, and I try to work hard to change the way that automatic thinking patterns take me. And that work continues every day, but that work is worth it. That work has given me a loving family, a life, a, a career, happiness beyond anything that I could have imagined back when I was drinking. How do I put this? When I was drinking, my life kept shrinking. It just kept getting smaller and smaller. Jobs go away. My circle of friends got smaller and smaller. I didn't want to leave the house much. My life just started getting smaller and smaller and smaller the more I drank. In recovery, my life keeps expanding. My life gets bigger and bigger every day. And I feel more and more control every single day. I remember I hadn't been sober very long, maybe on a year and a bit or so. And um, I just got got divorced and I remember a guy coming up to me going yeah man I know it sucks right now but I promise you one day you'll you know that I was where you were I know exactly what it feels like to be you know 
emotionally, spiritually, financially fucked. You don't know what to do. You're sleeping in a you know spare room at a friend's house, and, you, and I'm telling you that I now I'm 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 married. I have children. I'm happier, and my career is bigger than I could have ever dreamed of. And I remember looking at this guy, going, "You're a fairy tale. You don't exist." I don't believe it's true. But here I am. <laughs> here I am calling 10 years ago back in time saying, honestly, mate, it'll be bigger and better than you could possibly dream of. All you've got to do is just do the work every day. 10 years sober seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to say. 10 years. But it really isn't. It's really just a day at a time. And by doing things a day at a time, a little bit at a time, we can accomplish incredible things. I'm so grateful. I am so, so grateful. I have no doubt that I would be dead if I was still drinking. There is no doubt if I went, if I had to go through the turmoil of the psychological and mental illness that I went through while I was still drinking, there is no doubt in my mind I would have just said, fuck it. And I wouldn't be around. But here I am. Here we are. Freaking incredible just even reflecting on it with you now, you know. Upstairs, my wife, my beautiful kids, our dogs, an episode of Survivor I haven't watched yet. I can't believe it. But it's just, honestly, it's just a day at a time. It's just one day where you choose, you know what, I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to go in this direction because that's the best thing for me and the people around me. I'm going to choose this good energy and this good path for me and for everyone. And you build on that and build on that. As my buddy Rich Roll says, you build a house a brick at a time. Just one brick, one brick, one brick, one brick. Before you know it, look at that, man. I didn't do it alone. I didn't do it alone. And if anything that I've been talking about here rings true for you or, or somebody in your life, like, because you can be sure that I hated what was happening, but I couldn't stop it. And trust me, if there's someone in your life that has a problem drinking, I'm going to guarantee they actually hate it and they really hate that they can't stop it. But there's plenty of help out there. It's not hard to find. And as they say, it works if you work it. I remember early on, someone would tell me, if you put half the amount of effort in to staying sober as you used to when it came to drinking and using, you will be more than fine. And like I'm, the amount of hustle that I used to do is like to make sure that, oh, look, I'll make sure that my flight leaves way later in the afternoon so the bar at the airport's open and I'll push my meeting from nine in the morning to 11 in the morning when I get there so that I can get sloshed in the hotel room by myself and then, you know, then I'll make another late flight so I can drink on the plane home and then da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, make sure I call a guy that can hook me up when I get to that party and such and such and such. It's like so much 
organization and logistics and ah, just so I could keep drinking and organizing my life around my alcoholing, alcoholing, drinking. And they're right. If you put half as much effort into not drinking, you'll be fine. And, right, and that's, that's it. If you want to put more effort in, life gets way better. And that's basically what I've done. But I'm not alone. There's thousands, millions of people just like me. And, um, yeah, I'm here to tell you that if, if you're trapped in a cycle of behavior and a pattern of drinking or using and you're feeling your life getting smaller and smaller, I'm here to tell you that there is abundance and prosperity and peace and freedom waiting for you on the other side. You just got to be willing to do the work. And I'm promising you that it's worth it. I'm just super grateful. Super grateful. The life I have now is bigger than anything I could have possibly imagined. And the life I have now is what it is because I stopped drinking. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you need help, there's plenty of help. You're worth it. You're worth it. Go and do the work. Life's amazing on the other side. If you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, take some control, make a move, and just do what they tell you. That's all I did. And here I am. I've been lucky on this show. I've been able to do a couple of podcasts with people who have some pretty deep sobriety. Um, just the other week we chatted with Richard Reed, but there was, it was also a podcast I did a, a little while back with the Olympic diver, Matthew Mitchum, and we really got stuck into it, and it was really good. And he said something that, uh, man, you hear some wisdom in the sobriety circles. You hear some wisdom that makes an Instagram meme look like it, it's a text from a 12-year-old. Like You hear wisdom in these rooms that may just go far out. I think there was one that I heard once about um, acceptance, just let go or be dragged. Like, shit, yeah, actually that's a goodie. But Matthew mentioned uh, we were talking about you know, just doing it a day at a time. And he said, you build a life in a recovery that you're not willing to lose. And I still think about beer, you know. I remember what it's like to have that instant gear change when you take that first sip after a shit day. And you go, oh. but I remember that. I'm remembering it right now. But then I think, what happens next? And I think through it and go, well, I know exactly what happens next. And I don't want to. I don't want to do that because you know it might not be today. It might not be tomorrow, next week. But I know that everything that I have will go, and I'm not willing to lose that because the life that I've built is extraordinary. And you know, most of all, I look at I look at Audrey, and I really see her as my reward for everything that came beforehand, you know. And I know that if I were to drink and she were to meet that guy that shows up when I drink, she probably wouldn't stick around very long, you know. I would eventually say I'll do something that she'd be like, you know what, it's probably safer if I take the kids and go. 
and I'm not willing to lose her because she is just so incredible. And um, I know some of you have met her. Um, she's been on this show. You may have heard her. She is someone that saved my life. She is absolutely someone that saved my life. And is a swig of beer worth losing her? No. Fucking way. All right? Is a night on the tiles worth losing her, the kids? Because it, it will all go. It might, you know, it might take a while, but, you know, within a couple of months or a year, it'll all go. No way. It's not worth it. She is such an incredible, kind, loving human being who shows me every day what a healthy relationship with good boundaries and emotional intelligence can look like. And there is no beer ad. There is no person looking cool in a James Bond film drinking something in a fancy place that makes me think, you know what, I want that instead of what I have with Audrey because nothing is worth that. No way. No way. All those ads for booze, that's not real. <laughs> I'm here to tell you. Not everyone's like me, though. Not everyone's like me. I know people that can have a couple beers and stop and they go home. That ain't me, man. No. I guess the way I describe it is that it's a little like a peanut butter allergy, you know. If your kid's got a peanut butter allergy, even the smallest amount, the trace, most trace amount, well send you an anaphylaxis and kill you. Well, I'm the same. The small, even little bits of kombucha will fuck me up. Like the smallest amount of alcohol gives me an allergic reaction and I'm allergic to alcohol. If I drink, I break out and fuck with it. As soon as the tiniest amount of alcohol changes my brain, it changes what I think is right and wrong, changes how much I think is a good amount to drink. It changes my idea of my behavior, what I should do, what are good and bad decisions, changes it completely. And... That's something I want to, I don't want in my life because it became uncontrollable and I was no longer making the choices. The choices were being made for me by some weird version of me that I only would come out when alcohol showed up. And I didn't like it. And like the man says in the end of season two of Bojack Horseman, which is <laughs> just, just the most extraordinary moment if you've never seen Bojack Horseman there's it's an extraordinary moment there's a, a baboon Bojack's my dog's my Bojack's trying to learn trying to get his shit together and stop being a drunkard and, and he's trying to jog in the mornings and there's a baboon that runs past his house every day and Bojack's passed out on the ground and the baboon just leans over blocks out the sun and says to him it gets easier but you got to do it every day that's the hard part but it does get easier. And that's it. It gets easier. But you've got to do it every day. That is the hard part. But it does get easier. And because of it, I have this incredible woman in my life, and this beautiful family. I'm getting pretty soppy with this one, but... 
hopefully you only get 10 years of sobriety up once. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Um, Monday's show is amazing. Monday's with Hamish McDonald, the host of Q&A, former international correspondent um, for all kinds of networks, Al Jazeera, BBC, Channel 7, CNN. An extraordinary guy. We recorded it today. It's, it's, it's a ripper. Um, I can't wait for you to hear it. You're the best. Thank you for listening. Um, I hope you find someone like Audrey in your life because having someone that makes it worth it, it makes it easier too. That person could be a pet. It could be a houseplant. It doesn't matter. As long as you've got something that's not you that you've got to get up for every day, that's the thing that makes it easier. I'm not comparing my wife to a houseplant. <laughs> oh, you're the best. Thanks heaps, Rachel Barrett, for helping me make the show. Thank you, Andy Marr, for editing this. I'll see you all on Monday. I sleep well and dream of beautiful things, guys. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.